What's up, Elite Army? This is your kind of well, kind of toxic host, Sarah Rittendale, bringing you another episode of Well-ish. Hey, Elite. Happy Monday. The week after a long weekend has to be like top tier, one of the hardest Mondays to get back on track for. So I'm hoping that this episode maybe helps you take a deep breath, maybe helps you take a little bit of pressure off. We're in holiday season. You know, I always feel like this is fuck off time. Maybe that's wrong. People keep saying on the internet how you have to like grind it out, finish 2023 strong. If that works for you, lit. If it doesn't, you're all right. And this episode is literally all about just making you feel a little bit better about that advice that we're constantly given. The other day I was at the bookstore with my boyfriend and we were perusing, walking from section to section. And each section in the bookstore has labels on top of the bookshelves stating what kind of books are in that section, U.S. history, fiction, romance, sci-fi, you know, all the things. And one of the things that I love the most about my boyfriend is that he is also into personal development. It really makes me feel like, you know, we're on the same wavelength. (laughs) Truthfully, I had already been there that day. I went earlier and then my boyfriend and I were out and we wanted to, we went by it and I was like, let's go back in there because it was, you know, who doesn't love the bookstore? So we were walking through, but because I had already been there, I was mostly just kind of following where my boyfriend wanted to go. And he ends up in the business section. And this is where you're going to find a lot of Grant Cardone, Tony Robbins, money tips and hacks, which by the way, sidebar on the money tips and hacks, there's so many books about that. And I literally have never picked up one. I've I've read so many self-improvement books, so many. I've never read one on money because I always just thought like, oh, that book's not going to do anything for me. I mean, it's not going to produce money for me. It's not going to change my job. It's not going to like magically make money fall into my bank account. So why would I fucking waste my time reading the book? But that's as stupid as saying, oh, well, this book isn't going to make me stop being a people pleaser. This book isn't going to make it so I set boundaries at the next family function. This book isn't going to help transform me into my best self. So I'm thinking maybe I should pick up a money book because obviously there's got to be some good information in there to like help with money management. I don't know. Sidebar. Like I said, just thought it was interesting. But I was standing in that business section with him and kitty corner from that was the personal growth section. So naturally I gravitated over there and I'm standing there looking at the different books. And finally, my boyfriend joins me. And he's looking at my section and he's looking at the section he was just in, looks back at my section, looks back at his and says, this is your section pointing to the personal growth. That's my section. And it was interesting because it's so true. Like we really don't both love the same sort of self-development. He is a million times more intense than I am. And that is 100% what those business vibe books are, are these like intense grind till you die sort of books. And he says that that's what works for him. That is not what works for me at all. And so, and I think he probably feels the same way about my personal growth. And the reason that I'm telling you this story is because no matter how compatible two people are, no matter how much your brains 
might be similar or might work the same or pick up information the same. Everybody has what works for them. It's not going to be the same exact thing for any two people. And for me, those types of books are toxic self-help, in my opinion. I hate that self-help advice. I hate it. It does not work for me. In fact, it actually does the opposite. And like I said, I have read so much self-improvement in my life and listened to so many things. And all of my social media feeds are solid personal development, solid personal development. So I'm reading and listening to all of the tips and things there. And the fucked up truth about self-improvement is that it's meant to better you. So you go into it with good intentions to learn something new. But if you're not careful or aware of it, you start building this mental checklist that you use as ammunition against yourself. And then as you take the information in, you now are holding yourself to this higher standard, this unrealistic expectation to accomplish all of the things that the book explained for you to accomplish. I mean, like the sole reason that you picked the book up in general was or listened to whatever in general or like followed or swiped through an Instagram post in general is because you wanted to improve. And now you have the information on how you're going to do that. And so when you don't, it feels like you're failing. We now have all of that information, but there is now a knowledge to skill gap. You have to practice what you learn in order to get good at it. You're not just going to intake the information and instantly be good at it. Just because you read about how to conduct small talk better doesn't mean you're going to go into the party of new people and flawlessly small talk like you read in your book and then pictured in your head. It's still going to feel awkward. You still might stumble. You still might do it not 100% how you would like to if you continue to practice though and continue to put yourself into situations that you have to small talk and continue to utilize the skills that you learned in the book, podcast, YouTube video, Instagram post, whatever. You'll keep getting good at it and then you might not think about being bad at small talk anymore and being nervous about it because you'll have developed the skill and be good at it. It's so easy though to get swept into thinking that because you're smart enough to know what the information is telling you to do that you would be able to apply it. But you cannot mistake the knowledge for the skill to be able to do so just because they both live in the same place. They both live inside of your brain. The knowledge lives in your brain. The skill to do so lives in your brain. Unlike most other things that live in the physical world, you know, painting a picture, swinging a bat, singing a song, those things live in the physical world. So even though you know how to swing a bat doesn't mean that you'll be good at it until you practice it. But that makes sense to us because it's in the physical world. When both things, skill and knowledge exist in the mental world, it seems like you should just know the skill automatically because you have the knowledge, but that's not true. They are still two separate entities. It's good to have the knowledge. Obviously continue to intake information so that you can continue to practice these new skills that you might not otherwise have. And you can always improve yourself and get closer to becoming this highest version of yourself and grow who you are. Obviously, that is wonderful and great to work on. (laughs) But do you know why you are now holding yourself to the unrealistic expectation or high standard after you read that book or got that information? 
it's because it paints this picture like that is how it works. It's like if you listen to this advice, if you do this thing, you will receive this result instantly. And it is not instantly. It never actually says instantly, but it just always insinuated that to me that it's like, okay, if you read this information, apply this skill, you'll have this result. And so then you think, why can't I apply it? I know what to do. I know what to do, but I just can't fucking seem to do it when I'm in that situation. I'm still too uncomfortable. I get scared. I fumble over my words. But what's important is that you are doing better than you have before that you're always working to improve. Again, it's oh, it's going to be awkward. You're going to be uncomfortable. It's not going to go how you pictured in your head. But as long as you're progressing forward and practicing that new skill, that's what counts. But that's never how this sounds. It always sounds like you have to do this perfect thing that it's just described as the foolproof way to become this best version of yourself. And then you can't do it. And you're like, oh, okay. So I guess I'm just a giant fucking piece of garbage then. No one ever tells you you'll suck at it at first. No one ever tells you it won't look exactly how you pictured it in your head at first. No one tells you that you'll feel awkward. No one tells you their idea might not work for you. No one tells you this isn't a one size fits all. No one tells you you don't have to do this every second of every day for the rest of your life. Even like Instagram posts are like, I'm a millionaire in my 40s. And if I could go back to my 20s and 30s, this is what I do differently. And because you hear that, you're like, oh my God, obviously I'm going to slide through this and listen to that advice because who wouldn't want to be a fucking millionaire? Who wouldn't want to hear advice from them? So you slide through it. And then it's got all of this fucking information that is just straight up toxic self-help that just isn't realistic. But if you're not privy to that, you start to try to incorporate those things into your life. And again, you're building that list to use against yourself to tear yourself down and make you feel like shit and that's not going to get you anywhere that's not going to get you towards your goals it's not going to get you where you want to be in life it's just going to get you miserable and feeling like a fucking failure and being hard on yourself it's going to bring out these perfectionist tendencies it's just not a good thing because it might not apply to me it might not work for me and those tips might not work for me they might Some of them do. Some of them might work for you, but some of them might work for that person and they don't work for me. And if I keep using advice, it's going to make me miserable. It's not going to get me where I want to go because obviously it's completely unhelpful to constantly feel like the biggest piece of garbage put on the planet that's never going to achieve anything because if I can't even achieve these lists of things that this millionaire told me that they did in order to become a millionaire, how could I ever become a millionaire? How could I ever deserve that? I don't have discipline. I don't have enough motivation. I don't have enough consistency. And that's because I can't do this list of things that I saw on Instagram that the millionaire told me that I needed to do in order to get it done. No. Absolutely not. That is not how that shit works. All that's going to do is lead me to burnout. It's going to lead me to try and try and try to get to something. And then I'm not able to stay consistent with it. I don't enjoy it. I'm miserable doing it. So I'm just thinking about it all of the time, trying to get the things done, but then beating myself up because I'd never actually do the things. And I'm on this vicious cycle of like surge of motivation, get all the things that I read on Instagram done. So then I wrote it down into my notes and now I'm going through my notes and making sure I do every single thing. And then a few days later, or a week later, however long later, I just hit this burnout because I'm not enjoying this. I'm doing this because I think I'm supposed to, not because I actually enjoy it or want to and don't do absolutely 
anything for a period of time until I beat myself up enough again to then get another motivation surge and do all of the things again. And I'm constantly on this up and down vicious cycle battle that's never leading me anywhere. I'm always stuck in this plateau of trying to work at something that doesn't work for me and then doing nothing and then having to start over again. I have to tell you guys some of my least favorite self-improvement advice because I think it is honestly just fucked up. And it's some of the most common shit that I just don't think you have to listen to if it doesn't work for you. Number one, wake up early because that's what successful people do. Set your alarm for 4 a.m. and get up before most people are awake and grind. And now you have gotten a bunch of shit done while most people are still asleep. It like paints this picture that now you are better than other people. It paints this picture that because you get all of your shit done, now you're steps ahead of the rest and you're going to be the one that makes it and is successful. Let me clue you into the fact that if you wake up early every morning, that does not equal success. What equals success is getting shit done to get you closer to your goal. And what waking up early does is give you more time to get stuff out of the way so that you can get more done within your day. You wake up early and you get your workout done. So now you don't have to take the time later to work out when you could be working on your business or working on whatever it is you're working on to get towards your goal at a faster pace. But literally waking up early does not equal success. And I think so many people like say that, like, oh, the most successful people wake up really early. That's what a successful person does. So then you're like, oh, well, if that's what a successful person does, like that's what I got to do. Fuck that shit, bro. If you cannot wake up early, stop forcing yourself to and stop feeling guilty for not. And don't get me wrong, it makes sense. If you wake up earlier, you've got more time in your day so you can fill it with things that will get you closer to your goal. I get that. That makes sense. But have you ever heard of a circadian rhythm? The circadian rhythm is physical, mental, and behavioral changes that follow a 24-hour cycle that respond to light and dark and affect most living things. So not just you, but also plants, animals, and like microbes like what like the atoms whatever the fuck like anything that is alive follows a circadian rhythm so this isn't just like a you thing it isn't just like a self-development thing personal growth thing a follow this cycle sort of thing it's like a literal biological clock that anything that lives uses to function but the thing about the biological clock is it varies amongst individuals based off of inherent genetic variations between organisms That is a fact. Your circadian rhythm controls different things. Again, a lot of it is based off of light and dark. So wakefulness and sleeping, but it also affects alertness, hunger, digestion, urine production, body temperature, and the secretion of hormones, all based off cues from the fucking environment. This is not something you can control. And just because someone else's biological clock wakes them up at the butt crack of fucking dawn and that works for them and they feel happy to do that and it's almost easy for them to do that most times doesn't mean that yours will just because you want it to. Just because some millionaire on the internet told you that that was the way to do it. And if you can't do that, if it is not what makes you feel good doesn't mean you are a failure. 
What is important to take away from this shitty advice is it's allowing you the time in a day to get your shit done. So instead of focusing all of your energy on how big of a piece of shit you are because you hit the snooze again and again and again, day after day after day, and you feel guilty because you slept in two hours past the alarm that you had set yourself because that's 6 a.m. instead of 4 a.m., focus your energy on your time management skills instead. Stop worrying about it. You tried it. You tried to wake up early. It wasn't for you. That's okay. You're still waking up at 6 a.m. or whatever. I mean, this is the thing. Be logical and reasonable with this. If you're sleeping until 10, 11 every day, yeah, you're kind of getting rid of a lot of your day. You probably are jumping into your day without being able to take time for yourself ahead of time. And that probably is going to be a little bit harder. But honestly, even then, if you time manage yourself enough to be able to get things done within a day that are going to get you closer to your goals, that's all you need. Now you're not going to be beating yourself up for not waking up when you wanted to, but you're also not going to be living on a calendar that was unrealistic because you've already started your day behind since you started scheduling yourself for four in the morning and you didn't get up until six. And now you're beating yourself up for that. You're setting yourself up for failure when you have expectations that aren't attainable for you, for you. Like that's the thing. Like maybe it's attainable for somebody else, but it's not attainable for you or it's at least not attainable for the you in the present. Maybe it'll be attainable for future you as you continue to practice and build the skill and you know work towards waking up earlier or whatever. But right now you can't do it. And that's okay. Work with that. Work with who you are right now. You got to stop working for your schedule and make your schedule work for you. All that's important is you got to get done what's got to get done. Number two is adopt a morning routine that consists of this, this, and this. No, I search the ends of this fucking earth to develop a morning routine that worked for me. I looked people up constantly. I literally would Google what is a good morning routine. I would follow influencers. I would follow successful people. I would follow CEOs. Like I would find out what their morning routine is because everybody would have one and copy it to a T and then it wouldn't last. I would never be consistent with it. And then I would shit on myself for that. I copied people's morning routines because I thought it would make me successful. Because a lot of the time, that's what they're telling you. A lot of the time they say, I followed this morning routine to be successful. And this is what's going to help you do it too. And if they're not literally saying it, it's implied. I became successful when I woke up early every morning and I got to the gym and then I laid on my floor and I did a visualization practice for 10 minutes and then I journaled about it and then I planned my day and then that's when I started and that's what helped me be successful. And you know what? It probably is. It probably fucking is what made that person successful. And do you want to know why? Because morning routines are supposed to make you feel good in order to kickstart your morning to have a productive fucking day. And that is what made that person feel good. So it was able to kickstart them to have a good day and get the shit done that they needed to get done in order to reach the level of success that they're at. But to expect you to also follow the same routine that worked for somebody else is asinine. Just because it made them feel good does not mean it's going to make you feel good. Maybe it does. Maybe it does. Maybe you follow it to a T and it works 100% for you and you love it. But you only know that 
not because you're trying to convince yourself of that and because maybe the things do make you feel good because let's be honest, most of that shit does make us feel good. Like visualization and journaling, you know, those things are meditation that makes us feel good. It's fine. But the biggest fucking clue is if it doesn't work for you is if you cannot stay consistent with it. If you feel guilty about it more times than not, and you feel like you're pushing yourself to do something that you just don't fucking feel like doing every single day. You have to find what makes you feel good, what you can be the most consistent with, and what is going to kickstart your day to be productive. And that is probably going to look different for every single fucking person. You can take somebody else's morning routine and try to implement it into yours, but like to expect it to work every time is crazy. Like try it, try it, absolutely try it. But that doesn't mean that you have to continue to do it if it's not something that works for you. The thing that's fucked up with this advice too, is that anybody that isn't where they want to be in their life, which is more people than not, will take this advice and be like, oh my God, visualization for 10 minutes. I haven't tried that. That's going to be the answer. Of course, visualizing the life that I want for 10 minutes every single day is going to help bring that into my reality. I'm going to incorporate that. I should try that. And then can't do it every day and then think, oh, I'm just a fucking failure. And then they spend more time being guilty about it than anything else. And the reason that you think that you're not successful is because you couldn't stick to this dude's morning routine. When the reason you're not successful is because it just doesn't resonate with you. It just doesn't stick inside of your soul and isn't what you need to kickstart your day or to feel good. The thing with these two is that it doesn't have to be this like fancy consistent, perfect morning routine. Mine is absolutely not. I gave up on that shit. I couldn't just do the same exact thing every day. That wasn't realistic for me. I wake up, I floss, I brush my teeth, I wash my face, I do my little serums for my face routine. I take my supplements and I eat breakfast. Pretty consistently, that's what I do on a regular basis. I do not do it every day flawlessly. Let me make that clear. I do it most days. Most of the time, I get at least that done. Most of the time. But sometimes I hear my boyfriend rustling around downstairs and I walk downstairs to see what he's doing. And then suddenly we're laying on the floor watching Instagram reels and talking about other things. And maybe he'll be like, after we're done doing that, I'll be like, oh my God, do you want to go get a donut? And then I go and I get a donut with him. And then I come back. And then at that point, I'm like, oh, I should brush my teeth quick because I didn't do that today. And then my day just starts and I haven't taken my supplements or washed my face and done all the things. But that obviously doesn't happen all the time. Most of the time I'm getting done what I got to get done. But sometimes you don't do the morning routine. And sometimes that's okay because what matters is what you do most of the time. Now, other times I do like to incorporate some different stuff like meditation or journaling or just sitting outside or going for a walk or cleaning my house. And I consider that as a part of my morning routine. Any sort of self-care activity that I'm doing something for myself I I love to do that. It makes me feel like I am proud of myself and it makes me feel like, again, I'm setting myself up to have a productive day since that is the point of a morning routine. It kickstarts me into getting done what I got to get done. And I feel good getting it done after I've taken care of myself first. But it changes every single day. Every day I wake up and say, what do I have the energy for? And sometimes it's just the morning routine. Other times it is this extra shit. Sometimes it's cleaning my house because I'm on a cleaning power surge. 
Other times it is literally just sitting outside because that is all I want to do. Sometimes it's a combination of several things. Again, it's I wake up and I decide what I want to do to take care of myself. The other day I had a dermatologist appointment. I incorporated that as a part of my morning routine and decided that that's what I was going to make my morning routine. I'm woke up, I did my hygiene routine and then I got ready and I went to the dermatologist and that was my self-care in the morning was going and getting that taken care of because it was something that I had thought about several times a week that I needed to get done, but I just kept putting off. And so finally I did it and that was my version of taking care of myself. It doesn't have to fit this mold of cool and acceptable morning routine. It's what you determine as what works for you. Number three is do not date until you get your shit together. I hate this advice because it's unrealistic for a few reasons. I definitely, and I want to make this so clear, I definitely agree that you have to be healed and focusing on loving yourself so that you don't rely on another person for your happiness. That is so important. I can think of several people that I have known in my life that count on a relationship or get into a relationship before they even know who they are or know what they like or love themselves and can count on themselves to make them happy. But the thing is, is it's something you're always working on. Even when you get into a relationship, you're not going to reach a point one day that you're going to be like, all right, I'm transformed and I'm healed. I've made it. I'm ready to start a relationship. You're always going to be working on loving yourself. You're always going to be working on knowing yourself. You're always going to be working once you're in that relationship, to make sure that you're not relying on that person for your soul happiness, that you still are developing pieces of your life and you as a human being, that that person is only enhancing your life and not the end all be all focus, center focus of your happiness. Do you know how advanced level you have to be to work on that shit in a relationship? It's like working outside of the relationship is good, but working on it while in a relationship is like taking the stairs with a 215 pound weight belt on. You got a whole other person fucking attached to you while you're trying to do it. Obviously doing the stairs on your own, that's going to be good for you, but add the weight. Holy fuck. It's hard. It's hard. Again, why it's good to get your shit together before you enter the relationship, but it's not going to be hundred percent. You're not going to get your shit together and then be ready. It's you're still going to be getting your shit together. And then you're going to get really good at walking the stairs. And then you're going to add that in and continue to work on yourself. Nothing can prepare you for the healing you will have to do once you enter the relationship. There will be so many triggers that come up that would never have come up for you before single. Now that you're in a relationship and incorporating another person's life into your life. This advice of not getting into a relationship until you've healed yourself can really cause you, and I know it, this is what it did to me, but it'll really cause you to try to force your life in a different direction than it's going naturally. And that doesn't feel good. It feels forced and it feels upsetting and it feels aggravating because you're trying to control things that you can't fucking control, but it does feel like you can control it because you can say, no, I'm not going to get into a relationship with this person, even though you really like them, really care about them, really have a good time with them, but you've 
set the standard, this unrealistic expectation for yourself that you're not going to get into a relationship until you feel like you're healed, until you've reached this transformed state that you're sitting here waiting and working towards achieving. Honestly, I think you just have to get your shit together enough to have enough self-respect to not let anybody treat you badly and to have the confidence to walk away from a bad situation if that's what comes up, because that's when it becomes an issue. When you haven't worked on yourself and you're not healed and you're in a shitty situation and you're settling for somebody that treats you like ass, but you don't leave because you are relying on them for your happiness because you don't have the confidence to stand up for yourself. You don't love yourself enough to fucking leave. That's what I want to say. And so then you're stuck in these situations because you feel like you have nothing else. That's what you have to develop. You have to develop enough self-worth in order to leave if it goes bad, but it's okay in a good relationship to continue to work on yourself. And obviously when you get into a relationship, you, you feel good. You're thinking that, you know, you really like this person. You enjoy this person. They make you want to be a better person. They enhance your life. You're not getting into a relationship hopefully, because it's toxic and a mess. You can do all the healing in the fucking world before the relationship. It's going to be undone in a toxic relationship. You're going to be fucked in that relationship unless you have the level of self-respect and self-worth to get yourself out of that bad situation. Date them. This is your sign. Just fucking date them. Trust yourself that you'll be able to make the right decision for yourself as it continues on, either to stay in the relationship or just take a step back and use it as a way to continue your healing journey. Okay, I literally heard number four today. I was scrolling on Instagram this morning and I saw it and I was literally like, what the fuck is this, bro? I have to add this to my list of things that I hate. It literally said, I'm going to read it to you verbatim. Resist the urge to chase cheap dopamine. It's the ticket to depression and a miserable life. Sorry? <laughs> okay, calm down, first of all. If I want to get a slice of fucking pizza with my friends, but I said that I wasn't going to spend money or I was going to stay on diet, but that sounds fun to me, it's going to be fucking okay. You got to do those instant gratification things sometimes. Sometimes. Like we like be spontaneous, have fun. That's part of life. It's what you do most of the time that matters. I feel like I've said that a hundred times on this episode. If you're working hard toward a goal and you want to fuck off once in a while, you deserve to do that. We're all just on a big floating rock. You know, it's one of those moments. It's like if you're working hard most of the time, it's okay to chase the cheap dopamine urge, the instant gratification urge that you have sometimes. Obviously, again, we're not thinking in extremes. If that is all you're doing, if all you are doing is chasing cheap dopamine, if all you're doing is just going out every night and drinking and sleeping with the guy and going out to get pizza, even if you don't want to, even if you told yourself that you were going to stay on diet and that's what you do every single time is you say you're going to do a diet and you never stick to it because every single day you're going out and you're getting pizza anyways. You know, that is when it becomes a problem. But again, it's what you do most of the time. If you're doing the cheap dopamine shit most of the time, yeah, it's probably you probably will have a miserable life if it's something that you don't want for yourself. If long term you want to reach some level of success, whatever that success means to you, and you're not doing anything to align with that success most of the time, yeah, you probably will end up being miserable. But if you're doing all of that, 
and that's how you want to live your life because that's what makes you happy and you don't have those aspirations to have anything more, that's okay, one. And two, that's your own prerogative. Live your life how you want to fucking live it. That's obviously not going to make you miserable if that's what you want to do. But if you're elite, I mean, I have an idea of who you probably are and that's somebody that is a workhorse that does all of the things and is a perfectionist trying to get it all done and be the best that they can be at all times. And if once in a while you go and you chase the cheap dopamine urge, it's okay. You're going to be all right. And that is life, bro. People take life too fucking serious. I swear to God, it is just life. It's not that serious. Relax. It's just not sustainable to think that you're going to never chase an urge ever again. You're never going to fall into instant gratification again. The goal is to act in alignment with your best self as often as possible. You're not going to always act in alignment with that best version of yourself. That's just a fact. That's how it works. And you not acting in alignment with your best self does not mean that you are not the best version of yourself. That's not what that means. It just means you did something off track. And now you're going to note that for next time and you're going to do something different or not because who cares? It was just that one time and you're good. Keep going. Keep living. It's just life. It's okay. It's okay. Number five, no matter what, work out seven times a week. That's what's important. Work out, work out, work out. I'm not going to let my personal trainer brain get in the way of this one because I'm going to really try and assume that this advice doesn't mean actually work out seven times a week because that alone is horrible advice, doesn't work. It's not good for you. Your body needs rest. Like any goal that you're trying to accomplish comes from muscle repair and your muscle has to repair itself in order for the muscle to grow. So like literally, physically, you cannot work out seven times a week and expect to have the results that you want. It won't happen. But I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that this advice is just referring to daily movement. And daily movement, you know, that's cool. We love daily movement. But do it as daily as you can. What is attainable for you? Again, set yourself up for success, not failure. Here's the biggest thing that I want to get across through this is if you don't like to work out, don't. Stop forcing yourself to do something that you don't like to do. It's kind of like the morning routine. It's good for you. That's why you should do it. But if you don't like it, stop forcing yourself to do it. There are so many other ways to get this done. There is such a fucking epidemic that we have to work out for our mental health to look the way that we want to look because we all have body image issues and want to look a certain way because we fucking look at it on the internet all the fucking time now. We need to maintain our body's health. And like all of that is good and true and great. But if you don't enjoy working out in the traditional sense, Stop doing that to yourself. Stop making yourself feel like shit because you're not a person that likes to go work out. I'm not a person that likes to do art. I'm not a person that likes to craft. I'm not very good at it. So it frustrates me. I think it would be fun. I would love to be a person that likes to be able to do that, but I'm not good at it. And so every time I try, I get angry. And why am I forcing myself to do something that literally makes me angry every single time that I literally don't enjoy? Working out is the same thing. Just because it's for your body's health doesn't mean anything. The only thing that I just as a personal growth person that I just feel like I have to recommend is daily movement, but it doesn't have to be an exercise thing. It can be. You can try fitness classes. You can do yoga. You know, yoga is great. Do, and I'm not talking fucking like intense yoga. 
look up restorative yoga, gentle yoga. That's literally just relaxing and stretching. Stretch. That's another thing that you can do. Stretch at home. Just do some fucking stretches. Go for a walk. Ride your bike. It doesn't have to be like pedal to the metal bike riding. Leisurely bike ride. That's it. That would be fun. You and your significant other could get on a bike and ride it, or you could do it by yourself. That's fun too. Rollerblading, go somewhere, go to a park, go to a pier, go to a boardwalk, go rollerblade somewhere. Like that would be fun. Ice skating, you know, whatever. There's so many things that you could be doing to move your body. As we're coming into the new year here, and if your plan is to set the new year's resolution for like the sixth year in a row that you're going to start going to the gym and by month three, it just isn't a thing for you anymore. Set a new resolution for yourself to just do something to move your body as often in the week as you can. Because let's be honest, if Monday you go for a walk and then Tuesday you do a YouTube workout and then Wednesday you ride your bike and then Thursday you go for a walk again and then Friday, maybe you rollerblade and then Saturday and Sunday, you stretch. That's good enough. That is good enough. And you're doing something to care for your physical self. That's all that matters. Maybe you do really enjoy working out. This is me. I do enjoy working out. I want to do that. I like to lift. I like the traditional sense of it, but I don't feel like it all the time. And I get on these lulls that I just don't want to do it. And that means that I will stop doing it altogether. That's not what you should do either. You say, okay, I don't want to go to the gym. That's okay. Let's not beat ourselves up about it all day long. Let's go for a walk. I'm not fucking trying to step on stage for a competition bodybuilding show. Let's go for a walk. Let's stretch. Let's do a 10-minute yoga session. Yoga with Adrienne. Look her up. She's fucking awesome on YouTube, okay? She does all-level yoga at home. You don't need anything to do it. Look that bitch up. I love her. The reason you should work out every day outside of the health benefits that it will provide for you as your body continues to age, you want it to be optimal and functional still, is that it just is going to make you feel good. It's just going to make you feel proud that you got that done. And so if you set out to do something along those lines, that's what it's going to provide for you is that feeling of pride and that you did something for yourself. And you shouldn't have to do that every single day if it doesn't work for you. I think obviously you reap the most benefits if you do it every day. But as long as you do it more often than not, you're good. Do what fills you up and actually works for you to get it done. Number six, and the very last one I have for you guys today is if you don't work hard every day, you won't be successful. This advice rattled around in my head for an aggressively long time. It still shows up once in a while to remind me that if I don't work hard, then I'm going to fail. And to an extent, I like this about me. I think it's what's kept me a hard worker. It's kept me passionate. You know, I can find the appreciation in it. But when it becomes an issue is when I start to listen to it at a toxic level. It's when I sit down at the end of a hard day that I've worked all day long to watch a little bit of Housewives or to read a book for fun and not like a book for education or go out and spend time with my boyfriend that I think that I'm wasting my time that I could be utilizing to get something else done that's going to benefit me and propel me closer to my goal. It's when I'm working hard all day long, but I think that I could be doing more because I can think of other things that I could also do, but I just haven't brought myself to do them yet. But I'm going to shit on myself and beat myself up for not being able to incorporate them and to just keep thinking about it, but not ever actually doing it because I'm too busy doing other things with my life that are 
for my betterment that are hard work to bring me success, but because it's not all of the things all the time, I'm angry at myself. This leads to that burnout thing again, that I'm in that vicious loop that I work and work and work and work and work. And then I find myself being resentful and I do absolutely nothing for a period of time. And then I have to start all over again, get the motivation again and work and work and work and work and work and work. And then I burn out again. And it's, it plateaus me. It doesn't get me anywhere because if I just work a little bit every single day, that's going to get me closer to my goal than doing these like huge power surges and then absolutely nothing for a period of time. A good example of this, and this is a different version of success than financial. Right now, my boyfriend and I are on a financial mission to do one thing a week that costs money and not spend money otherwise. We can do different things throughout the week, like going on a walk and exploring places in the city, but not only doing one money-filled thing a week because we found that we would go out every weekend and spend an obnoxious amount of money on food and alcohol and then be upset that our bank accounts weren't what they we wanted them to be at. And he said to me that he thinks that I have a hard time with this because he his perception is that I always have to be stimulated. And one, that's because this mentality of having to work hard every single day has been ingrained in my head for the last several years. But it dawned on me that that mentality has leaked into just me entertaining myself as well, because it makes me think that if I'm not doing something, I'm a failure. If I'm not out trying new things, being around people, going to new places, experiencing new things, that I am a failure. If I just sit at home and do nothing, I'm missing out and I'm a failure. I'm failing at life. I'm not going to experience all of the great things that it has to offer. I'm just sitting at home, wasting it away. You know when I'm failing? When I have no money in my bank account because I'm spending it all on food and alcohol. And let's be honest, if I were to look back at my life as a 90-year-old, what's going to mean more to me? That I went out and got food and alcohol all the time or that I spent time at home and then once in a while went out and actually did something memorable. Because again, I'll actually remember it than doing like a whole bunch of little petty shit because I'm too afraid to that if I stay in the house that that makes me a loser or that makes me a failure that makes it that I'm not living my life to the fullest. But the little shit matters too. But when I say little shit, I mean little shit that leads up to the big shit. Like if today I just Google things to do in the area to find that one big thing that I would like to do, or I start to plan a trip that we could potentially go on to learn how much to budget for it and save up for it. And every time I get paid, I put a little bit of money into a bank account so that we can work up to that big thing. That is all important also, but it's centered around something meaningful, something that's for the long term, not just going out to eat because I can't stay inside because if I stay inside, I think that I suck. It doesn't have to be this monstrous amount of work every single day for the rest of your life, whether it's, again, something for your personal life, like experiencing stuff, or it's actually fiscal success. You don't have to do hordes of it all the time in order to be successful. It's okay to take a break. It's okay to allot a certain amount of stuff for each day and then move the rest to the next day and then do that and then move it to the next day and do that and 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 not all have to be get done right now, right when you think of it in that same day. If any of these things that I described do work for you, by all means, 
don't let me tell you not to fucking do them because if they work for you, great. It's that they don't work for me. And I find that these are so talked about like Bible, like that you need to be following them and they don't work for me. They don't make me feel good. And I assume that I'm not the only one that feels that way. I know I'm not the only one that feels that way. So it was important to me to express that you have to do what works for you. And and that still works in the capacity of if these do work for you, do them. But if they don't, don't. Because if it doesn't work for you, that's okay. And it's okay to keep looking for what does stick with you. It's also okay that if something stuck with you and resonated and worked for you for a little while and it doesn't anymore, that you can move on from it and let that old thing go. A clear indicator of something not working for you is if you spend more time thinking about it than actually doing it. Thinking leads to action. Overthinking leads to inaction. We want to feel good. That's the ultimate goal, to be clear-headed, confident, and live a life we want to fucking live. And there's not going to be some magical answer that you get from self-improvement that's going to get you somewhere. We listen to self-improvement just for the knowledge. That's it. You get to choose what works for you. You get to choose what you would like to do with that knowledge. If anything in this episode resonated with you, do your friend a favor, share it with them because it's likely if it resonated with you, it'll resonate with somebody in your inner circle. Don't leave without subscribing to the show and rating and review. It helps out so much and it helps me know what you guys like to hear. Thank you so much for listening. Stop counting on self-improvement as an end-all be-all. If you have any questions or stories you would like featured on the show, next time I do a cute little Q&A moment, you can find the submission in the highlight on Instagram, Wellish's Instagram. It's at Wellish Podcast. And then you can also follow me on Instagram and on TikTok. Both are my full name at Sarah Rittendale. Instagram has a dot between my first and last name for more personal growth advice throughout your week. We're going to have a great week back. Do not forget you are elite as fuck. And I will talk to you all next Monday. Bye, guys. Yeah.